are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Mariners, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our Locked On rooms. Thank you so much for making Locked On Mariners your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today is Friday, October 29th, 2021. I am your host, Tidy Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's cpat one one. Be sure to also check out our Patreon where we talk about the Mariners even more. Also get some non-baseball talk twice a week. Visit patreon.com forward slash control zone for more information on that. It is Fan Fiction Friday here on Locked On Mariners. You submitted your Mariners trade proposals and we're going to read and grade them on today's show. If, if you like what you hear, give the show a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. We greatly appreciate it. We're going to start here with one of our favorites, Jordan Lovett at Mormon Pizza Man. I believe we we start every single one of these episodes with a trade idea from old Jordan. And uh, he's got a really interesting one here because it has the Mariners trading Mitch Hanniger, who we've talked about probably going to be sticking around in Seattle after the way he finished the year and the way that the Mariners finished the year in general. But he has the Mariners trading Mitch Hanniger to the Red Sox for Jay Groom, Jeter Downs, and Bobby Dahlbeck. What do you think about this deal, Colby? Well, there's no way Boston would do it, but I, I think Jordan's attempt in this was to uh, try and find a point at which we would take the PR backlash and also the, you know, the our hesitancy to try and replace Mitch Haniger's bat um, because. Right. Uh, Jeter Downs, as you as well as you know, Ty is a guy that I like a lot, and and I think we feel pretty Same. comfortable that that uh, Jerry Depoto really likes Jeter Downs too. Um, Jay Groom is a former top pick, uh, hasn't really popped yet, but again, it's you know you get him in Seattle system, uh, you give him a shot, and and maybe there's a reliever there, maybe there's a starter there, um, and it's you know Dahlback is. <laughs> He's born in Seattle, but not, I mean, he had an okay year uh, this year. He, he did hit 25 home runs, but he only had a 298 on base. Not much of a defender. Mm-hmm. So it just, but yeah, that, that's tough. Ty France. Right. And yeah, I mean, Dahlback can't play right field and, and you don't want Jeter Downs to play right field. Um, you don't even know if Jeter Downs can hit yet. He kind of had a down year, so. Um, yeah, or should I say a downs year, <laughs> but, um, wow. Yeah, wow. I went there. I went there. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, ultimately there's really not a reason for Boston to do this deal. Um, uh, but if it was offered, eh, you know, I don't know how much is Jerry buying to 2021. Cause Cheater downs was awful in 2021. He hit a buck 90 in 400 games, triple a. Or 400 plate appearances yeah. in AAA. Like, Coming off a year off. The yep. minor league cancellation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, it's not great. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think the Mariners would do this, quite honestly. Um, 
I know that it's only for a year of Hanager, and and that's just kind of purely how I'd be looking at it. But Bobby Dahlbeck doesn't really fit with what the Mariners have going on right now with their 26-man roster. Um, mm-hmm. Ty France is there, and they want to keep that DH open. This is the same thing that we say every time, that there's a first base slash DH type uh, in any of these deals or anyone that we really talk about. Um, you know, Jake Room, fine prospect, you know, solid, um, interesting, but eh. And, uh, you know, and there, there's the obvious concerns about Downs uh, after his, uh, as you <laughs> put it, uh, Downs year. Um, I just, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't really see the benefit for the Mariners on this front, quite honestly. Yeah, plus, you know, Groom is on the 40-man roster, and he's still in double A, and he spent most of this year in, in high A, and he's on the 40-man, right. so. That's a that's an issue. That's something you got to work around here, and and so I like the players and the. And you already have one of those guys on your roster right now in one ten. Right. So I, I like the I like the I like Jeter down still. I still think Jay Groom can. He's only twenty three, uh, but like you said, he's mm-hmm. already on the forty man, and and uh, he's not really all that close to the big leagues quite yet. He's probably a year away still, so it just doesn't really make sense to go do that and and, and get rid of Hanniger. Um but I do wonder, would you do, would you do like Emerson Hancock for Jeter Towns, like a prospect swap? I was going to ask you the same exact thing. That's funny <laughs> that you brought that up. Uh, <laughs> kind of makes some sense. Boston I, can use some pit, young pitching. Yeah, prospects. makes some sense because Seattle Hancock needs middle has had the shoulder help. issues. Mm-hmm. Jeter Both Downs have, had a had a down year. Yep, down year. Yeah. Oh man. We're just we're not gonna <laughs> let that go, huh? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I, I don't know. I'd probably consider that at least. Like I think you should, you know. Um, if you really, especially if Downs is, because Downs played at AAA this year, right? Oh yeah, like the year. whole year. Yep. So he's close-ish. Obviously, needs to perform better. He had a sixty-two WRC plus in AAA this year, but <laughs> ouch. Yeah, with a 32.3% strikeout rate. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, these are two yeah, former I don't know. top prospects who are who are damaged goods in a way. Um, yeah, it comes down to Jerry and his staff. How much do they like Jeter Downs? Because I know they liked him in 2019. But yeah. That was two full years ago, and a lot has happened since then. But mm-hmm. they still don't really have that second base. And he's... I mean, he's 23 right now, right? Like, and he's 23 yeah. for a while. Um, hey, he's still a good prospect. I mean, yeah. It's just he had a. I don't know. I don't know if I would want to trade Hancock for that. I'd probably want a major you know? leaguer if I'm going to trade Hancock. Yeah. Yeah. But that would be in- that would be interesting. Like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. That would be like if that if that trade comes. I think you have to consider it. Yeah, I'd I think like, you huh? have to consider it, but it's not. I I think ultimately it's just it it's it's a massive risk that you're taking, and I don't know. I don't want to get too scared by the shoulder issues with Hancock because mm-hmm. the the ceiling is just so incredibly high with him. Right. I, so, I, yeah. I think if Jeter Downs had know. a decent year, that mm-hmm. AAA, you'd be more open to it. But because he was so mm-hmm. bad all year, you're just kind of like, eh. but uh, so, yeah, we got 
uh, one more trade here before we uh, head on over to our next segment. Um, but Cameron W at Mariners tried in on Twitter has the Mariners getting Sonny Gray right-handed pitcher from the Reds for Levi Stout, Jake Fraley and Drew Steckenrider. Um, so my initial thought on here. Oh, by the way, real quick, before we actually get into this trade, we need to give Jordan's trade a grade. Would you like to uh, go first on that front? Yes. Uh, 65 for creativity. Uh-huh. Uh, like 40 on realism, 35 on realism. Mm-hmm. So, and to be honest, I care more about the creativity because I'm just looking for a fun conversation. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So I'll I'll give it like a forty-five to fifty. Okay, just for that, just for just for sparking the uh, the conversation and for the uh, the downs year pun, um, or maybe it actually deserves a lower grade for that. I'm undecided. So Sunny Gray my, for my Levi Stout, Jake so Fraley. <laughs> Levi Stout, Jake Fraley, Drew Steckenrider for Sunny Gray. What do you think about this one? Not enough. Yeah. It just you're Steckham Rider will have some value to the Reds because the Reds are probably looking to still compete, but I just don't see them trading one of their top starters for this package when they are trying to compete. Yeah. Yep. I mean you're gonna have to put like Chris Flexen in there. Um Fraley again, but or, he doesn't have value. or you could swap out Kyle Lewis for Jake Fraley. Yeah, I still don't know if they do that. I mean, they're probably going to have to replace Castellanos. Yeah. But I don't know. For some reason, I can see like Mark Canna just randomly being a Cincinnati Red after Castellanos <laughs> leaves. So, um, mm. yeah, it just you're you're not going to get you know, you know, no disrespect to to Fraley or Steckenrider or Stout, but you're not going to get Sonny Gray for scraps. Um, you know, Steckenrider can certainly help, and and Fraley in the right role can help, but they're not going to help as much as Sonny Gray. And if, if Cincinnati wants to trade Sonny Gray, they can do better uh, than, than that package. So, yeah, you, you're going to have to add Lewis. You're going to have to add or you're going to have to, you know, add Flexen instead of Stout or something. You're going to have to give them something like Steckenrider and, and, and Flexen is interesting because they improved the, they improved the bullpen uh, and they at least get a replacement, a, a viable replacement for for Gray, but it's still a pretty big downgrade from Gray to Flexen. So, yeah, yeah. it uh, just it's not it's not a, a fair valuation on both sides. Yeah, Gray is uh, v good, so you gotta come correct with the uh, with the return on that. And that's just that one. That's just not gonna get it done. So I'm gonna give this one 38, 2080 okay. gradient scale. What about you? Uh, it's interesting because there is no gray area with how good Sonny is. So. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what what this, made you turn into the pun guy today? <laughs> I'll give this a forty grade. Um, you know, I'm I'm on vacation right now, so when you guys are listening to this, I'm on vacation. So I broke out the puns. Just, I, I just I don't think that I have any more, but we'll see how the next couple trades go. But yeah, this is like a thirty-five to me maybe a 40 like i'm all for i i'm all for acquiring sunny gray it's just gonna your your cost is is way too low hopefully i'm wrong yeah because i would i would love to get sunny gray for that trade package but i i don't think you are yeah 
Yeah, I would I, I would agree. So we're going to be back with more trades in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is sponsored by Built Bar. Don't you just hate it when you're out and about and hunger strikes, but the only convenient options are unhealthy and going to make you feel worse in the end? That doesn't have to be the case anymore if you choose Built Bar. Built Bar is providing folks with a healthy, nutritious, and delicious alternative for snacking. Built Bar has a plethora of delicious flavors ranging from coconut to cookies and cream, mint brownie, and so much more. Overwhelmed by the amount of good options, then try one of their mix boxes, which gives you two bars per nine flavors. Each bar includes 17 to 18 grams of protein with calories ranging from the low, low numbers of 130 to 180. They only have four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs. And all the flavors are amazing, tasty, and most importantly, healthy. So go to built.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's L O C K E D one five for 15% off your order at built.com. You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Every day we are free and available on all platforms. Be sure to tell all your friends who are Mariners fans to check us out. We're going to have a lot of fun this offseason. Going to continue doing series like Fan Fiction Friday. We're going to continue that right now here with a couple more trades. This one coming from Damian Grubbs at Grubbs Damian on Twitter who has a very simple one-for-one swap with the Cardinals here. Darren McCacken, the right-handed pitcher who was just outrighted to AAA Tacoma by the Mariners, made one start in the uh, the Astros game uh, that the Mariners made a huge comeback in. Some people forget that's who started that game, and they, and that was the reason that they fell on a 7-0 hole. Oh, I, I <laughs> did not that. forget. Yeah. Never forget. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh boy, that was a that was quite the night. Uh, so <laughs> Damian has the Mariners sending Darren McCacken to the Cardinals for shortstop Paul DeYoung, but Damian's idea is to have DeYoung play third base. Now DeYoung has struggled, uh, and that's to put it lightly. <laughs> He's 28 years old. Uh, this year he had a WRC plus of just 86. He slashed 197, 284, 390. Did have 19 home runs. He walked 8.7% of the time, which is decent. And uh, only struck out, you know, 25.6% of the time. Not great, but also not dreadful. Uh, but overall, not not so hot at the plate for Paul DeYoung. Uh, but he was a 4.2 F4 player in 2019, and he's still a good defender. Um, not sure if Darren McCacken would get it done, but I, I do think that the Cardinals would be open to trading DeYoung, and he is an interesting flyer for the Mariners to take. Probably not to rely on as a starter necessarily, but uh, good, you know, possibly a good flyer to take to put on your bench at least. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing is that you don't want to acquire DeYoung with the idea that he's starting. He's guaranteed a starting spot. So um, I've thought about DeYoung. I think we've talked about him before on CTZ a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, he, he just turned 28. So I guess he is still technically Paul DeYoung. <laughs> but uh there's there's a lot of downside here. Colby, and, I'm gonna I'm gonna just stop recording <laughs> if you <laughs> if you don't stop with us. Well, I mean, I like I said, I think I was with Paul B. Young, but it's it's just obviously go with D. Young. Um, oh man, there there's some <laughs> there's some upside here, but again, I, I think you're not going to get him for McCacken. McCacken's worthless. He's 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 roster filler. Um, yeah, you know, minor league roster filler. So you're gonna have to come with something better than that. Um, 
the young under contract still, uh, which may or may not help him uh, through 2023. And there are a couple of team options. So, you know, there's a couple things to consider here. Does Seattle think that Paul DeYoung, they can, they can help him. Um, are, and are they, do they feel comfortable enough about that to give up something of value? It's going to, it's going to cost you something worthwhile to acquire Paul DeYoung. I mean, it's not going to cost you Brandon Williamson or it shouldn't, but it's, it's not. Would you trade Drew Steckenrider for Paul DeYoung? Yeah. I would. Cause that might, cause that might work. Honestly. Maybe. Uh, and that's the thing is that, you know, next year DeYoung's going to make 6.16 million. And then the year after that, he's going to make 9.16. And then he's got a couple of player options, but the first year player, the first player option is for 12.5 and there's a $2 million buyout. So right there, you're looking at $17 million, $17.5 million for the next two years guaranteed for DeYoung. That's not chump change. I mean, it's, it's not a lot, but it's not, you know, something you can just absorb if you're not sure you can fix him. So are the Mariners sure that they can help Paul DeYoung? If they are, fine. And I, I think that's okay, but you still shouldn't count on him to be the everyday third baseman. So Paul DeYoung is kind of a, a utility guy who plays some second, some short, some third. Fine. Um, Paul DeYoung is my starting third baseman and just ignore the position after I acquire him. Uh, no, no thanks. So uh, it's a yeah. good player. The, the deal is just, it's a good player to target. It's a fun player to talk about. The deal's just way off. Mm. You, you have to give the Cardinals something of value because as bad as DeYoung was, he was still a win and a half player by baseball. And, and that's in about, you know, two thirds of a season. So yeah, uh, he's still about a two win player. The defense and the power is still, is still playable. So um, mm. yeah, interesting guy, but you're going to have to give up something more than McCacken a lot more. Also to note here is that DeYoung's never played third base at the major league level. Yeah, um, he's actually style, only played. He's only played 158 innings outside of shortstop, and that was all at second base in 2017. Yeah. So, uh, it's a pretty good shortstop. Yeah. though. so he. Yeah, he's he's. Theory, a, he should I would be even go as far. I would even go as far as to say he's a very good shot, shortstop defensively. Um, JP Crawford esque. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah. There, there's a lot of risk with the bat. Uh, but if you're requiring him to be a bench guy, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, if you could get him for Drew Steckenrider or you could get him for, uh, you know, a B prospect, then uh, I'd, I'd probably be into that. Uh, so I'll uh, I'll give this trade a 50 just for the idea of trading for DeYoung. Um, the actual trade itself, probably 25, honestly, because it's just, the you know, Darren McCacken isn't going to get that done. Yeah, it's, I mean, kudos for coming up with a name that we hadn't talked about yet on the, on this show, but yeah, just mm-hmm. the, the price is, is, you know, that's, that's trying to buy a, a brand new, you know, I don't know, it's a brand new Volkswagen Jetta for the cost of a 1980, 1997 Geo Metro. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's not, it's not fair. But you're also not going to spend forty thousand dollars on a new Jetta, you know what I mean? So, right. kind of, I'm kind of on with the car thing today because I wrote an article earlier today that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was car. That's not the first time you've mentioned Geo Metro. <laughs> yeah, I just, some, I always, as the person that edits your articles on Seahawk Maven, yeah, you, you have been doing a lot of stuff with the the car, <laughs> car analogies. <laughs> no, so I'll give this trade like overall, I'll give it like a forty. Okay. 
you had come with second rider, I probably would have given him like a 55 or a 60 because that's a fun trade. Yeah. I'm going to give your car analogies a 20, though. I appreciate that. That seems high, but. <laughs> that seems high. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Tyler Cartwright, Cartwright has a trade as well uh, at Ty Cart 50. Mariners get Jorge Polanco. Twins get Kyle Lewis, Abraham Toro, and Zach Loach. Colby, I know you love Jorge Polanco. Not sure this is this package is is going to get it done, uh, but it's a good starting point at least, right? Uh, read it to me again, real fast. So it's Kyle Lewis, Abraham Toro, and Zach Deloach for Jorge Polanco. I mean, Polanco's really good. Uh, yeah. I, I and just, the twins are not going to just rebuild for you know no reason. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to overpay, quote unquote, a little bit here. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh, I don't know because now I give up Lewis, so there's my hypothetically fourth outfielder, um, but a guy who has you know starting upside and more. Um, I give up Abraham Toro, who's you know at least a solid utility guy who I think can hit. Um, and then I have to give up who's the last piece again. Um, Zach Deloach, top prospect, Zach Deloach. <laughs> I mean, that is a fourth, name for those that do not know. <laughs> yes. Uh, fourth outfielder upside, I think, there. Um, Seth Smithish. Um, that's really tough because Polanco is, is, is very good. And I don't think people understand how yeah, good he I, is. I feel like you're going to have to give up a Matt Brash or an Emerson Hancock or someone like that for. Uh, for I think Polanco. you're going to have to might even yeah, have to give up Noelvi. Yeah. yeah, I just if Lewis was was healthy all year, uh, then I think you could maybe pull this one off. But he wasn't. And again, I don't think the twins are just going to. Full scale rebuild, I, I think they want to move some salaries. Mm-hmm. I think they want to move some guys they can't extend. Uh, but Polanco's mm-hmm. under contract and it's a very good contract for for the twins. So I just don't think this is quite enough, but it's it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I think it needs more. Um, I also feel like Lewis makes more sense if you're also getting Buxton in the deal. And yeah, yeah, but I, but that, I I don't like. But that I don't that like, return is going to have to be massive if you're going to get those two guys. I don't think that. Uh, I don't think that the Mariners would trade four years of Kyle Lewis for one year of Buxton. Um, no, no, no. no, I know. I know what you're saying, but like if Polanco was yeah. in the deal too, and it's, you yeah. know, it's, it's Lewis and, and Hancock or whatever. Yeah. Then you probably do that. Mm-hmm. Or even Lewis and, and Brash and Noel V or whatever. Then, mm-hmm. yeah, you probably should do that. But, Yes, this is a good one because it's tough. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely something to think about. Um, I'm gonna give this one a 55. Hmm. I think that's probably about right. Yeah, I think it's just about you know above average um, to the point where it's it's good starting point. Probably doesn't get it done. Most likely doesn't get it done. I think you're going to need to give up a, a much um, more valuable piece 
um, at the top of it. But, uh, you know, and that's not to say that Kyle Lewis isn't. I just I think that you're going to need to have at least two Kyle Lewis type of pieces involved here. And, and Toro and Deloach just aren't that. Um, so I think, you know, look at what folks are probably, you know, trading for Jose Ramirez. Dial that down a little bit. And that's probably where you are for Jorge Polanco. Yeah. Because again, he's really good and you got to convince Minnesota to trade him. Yep. So Agreed. that's going to take quite a lot. All right. So we're going to have uh, two more trades on the docket in just a moment to uh, look over. But uh, real quick, I want to remind you this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by betonline.ag. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, so we're going to kick off the final segment of Fan Fiction Friday here with a three-team trade that was sent to us via email, and uh, they didn't have their name in the email, and I'm not going to read off their email address because that's all that showed up. Uh, so if you're listening and you... submitted this trade thank you appreciate it and if uh you do want to submit your name to to have it read out at some point please send that along with the trade uh but this uh this anonymous person uh has a three-team deal in which the mariners get jake cronenworth and ian happ two utility infielders ian happ plays in the outfield some as well uh padres get jake fraley drew steckenrider and wilson Contreras from uh the cubs and the Cubs get Zach Deloach, Jackson Merrill, and Brian Medina. Colby, this is a lot to take in. Uh, where do you want to start with this? Uh, I mean, we can start with what the Mariners got, which is, you know, a very good player and a and Ian Happ. Um, Happ is a pretty good player too, but uh, you know, I just I'm a I'm a big Cronenworth fan, so. Um, yep. Obviously, getting those two would be great because Cronenworth is probably your second baseman next year, and Hap was probably your center fielder. Um, and both are still young, and they're controllable, and and you know they still have upside left to tap into. Uh, so that would be that would be great um, to acquire those two guys. Mm-hmm. I I don't think they can get those two for Fraley, Steckenrider, and Deloach. Yeah. That just that seems like wishful thinking to me. Um, yeah. Like how? Why would Seattle get the two best players in the trade in this trade without having to give up a, a top mm-hmm. prospect? Oh please, Cronenworth and Happ are better than than Contreras. I mean, Contreras is probably better than Happ. Probably not. We're talking about I mean, trade. He plays value. a catcher, though. That's a very valuable. One he's year. an offensive catcher. Yeah, one year yeah. A catcher. You get Hap for what three? Hap is the more is valuable trade piece here. It, it's two or three, like, and it's close enough that that matters. And Hap can also play a little bit of everywhere. So, yeah, I just, uh, I don't it's see it. Two. Like, 
Okay, he's, so he's a free agent in twenty four. Okay, yeah. I still feel really good about that call. So you get the two best players in this trade, and you don't have to give up the third best player in this trade. It just seems unrealistic to me. Um, like, well, and if at you're least the you pop- didn't make a pun this time. Oh, that's still hap, Anin. Um, oh. <laughs> see, now <laughs> you just made me soon. so happy. Uh, but I like why? Why do the pod? Why would the Padres give up Cronenworth? Um, and Jackson Merrill, right? He's he's one of theirs. Um, mm. why would they give that and up? Medina. Oh yeah, and Medina. So why would they give up those three guys for Wilson Contreras, Jake Fraley, who's nothing, and Drew Steckenrider? who's a reliever. I mean, one year Contreras is worth that much. No, he's not. And they still have Nola in the organization. Like I know, I know the Padres had a whole team as well. Right. I, I know the Padres and they have Campusano who's still uh, young and, yeah. and exciting. So like, I know the Padres had some issues at catcher this last year, but you know, creating a massive hole at second base, to you know or first base for them or whatever position Cronenworth is to get one year of a a catcher who in theory Austin Nola could be better than I mean good Austin Nola hits and Nola was hurt this year and he never really got it going but there's no guarantee that Nola isn't better than Contreras so Mm. why would you make that upgrade I mean I guess you put Nola at first base and Contreras can catch like I'm not saying that the Padres don't make sense for Contreras. What I am saying is it doesn't make sense for the Padres to trade Cronenworth uh, for Contreras. Cronenworth's got a few years of, of club control left. He, he's just a better player, more versatile. Uh, so I, I don't know why the Padres would make this trade. And honestly, I, I don't really know why. I mean, okay, I can get why the Cubs would do it. Like Deloche, Merrill, and, and Medina, that's, that's a pretty good haul for Contreras or Hap, but both of them together, and that's what you get. They, they probably want somebody with a little more upside than Deloach and Merrill. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's, it's a really interesting deal and three team deals are incredibly difficult to come up with, but I, I, I just think there's a few missing pieces here. And, and I, I think if you're looking for a three team deal, I think San Diego is probably not the way to go. All right, so we got one last trade coming from a Patreon subscriber of ours, Andrew, and uh, you have that trade pulled up here, Colby, so uh, break that down for us. All right, so uh, Andrew has the Mariners uh, acquiring Lorenzo Kane, Josh Hader, and Eric Lauer, and a little bit of cash from the, uh, from the Brewers in exchange for Matt Brash, Zach Deloach, and Paul Seawald. Hmm. What do you think? The Lorenzo Kane thing gives me pause here. I just, how does he help you in 2022? Because mm-hmm. Lorenzo Kane nowadays is not good. And that's just a lot of money to take on to get Hater, who is a an upgrade over Seawald. Um, he's safer than Seawald, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you get... Eric Lauer, who's fine. You know, he's not fantastic, but he's fine. He'll fit in the, you know, in your third or fourth spot in your rotation, hopefully. I just, uh, it just seems like a lot to take on and then give up for a 
decent upgrade in the bullpen and a, an average starting pitcher. Mm-hmm. Eh. Um, it's worth noting that Lorenzo Cain has one year left on his contract, but it's for $18 million. Uh, yeah. Wow. And so that's, that's going to like, that could be the difference in between signing Michael Conforto this off season. Right. You know, it's funny. Lorenzo Cain is kind of the outfield version of Kyle Seeger in that, like overall his numbers this year, they were fine. He put up a 2.2 uh, B war. He 257, 329, 401, uh, you know, only eight home runs and 13 stolen bases, but still an okay defender. Um, but his best days are definitely behind him. So Kane is, is kind of Kyle Seeger, but in the outfield and, and, that's that's a lot to take on because you're you're talking about taking you know by our estimates twenty five. Well, he's also had some injury concerns as yeah. Of late. He only played five games in twenty twenty. He only played seventy eight this year. Like that's not good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So like on a per game basis, Kane this year was pretty good, but he only played half a year. Um, you know, and in twenty nineteen, his last full year, two sixty three twenty five, three seventy two. He did win a Gold Glove, but. He's not a base stealer anymore. He doesn't hit for a lot of power. Like I said, defensively, he's still really good. Um, but it just feels like this is just a Kyle Seeger in, a, in you know a new form, and it's like why why would I want to do that to myself? Um, and I I'm assuming that uh, Andrew's uh, point here would be well, you do that so that you can get Hater, who's definitely an upgrade, and Lauer, who you. It definitely would help your rotation, um, mm-hmm. but I just why would the why would the Brewers then trade Josh Hader? You know what I mean? Like and Lauer, sure. they could use both. And to get Seawald and and Deloach or Brash, I mean, yeah, I just I I don't know this this deal is is interesting, um, but it's just one of those things where it's like I don't know that it makes sense for either side. Cause honestly, I would rather have brash than Eric Lauer. I'd rather take the chance that brash is, is something good than Eric Lauer. Mm-hmm. And Lauer was great in the second half of last year. Andrew says himself that, um, his fastball ticked up in the middle of the year and he had a three, four, two FIP from July till the end of the year. Uh, he was good this year. I'm not, I'm not saying he's not, mm-hmm. but again, like yeah. if you're, if you're specifically, if you're the brewers, like what are you going you you just you traded Lorenzo Cain, sure, but now you need to go get another starting pitcher, and you need to go get a reliever, um, a, probably a pretty good one. Because do you really want to trust Paul Seawall to to repeat? And we already saw Seawall start to crack uh, at the end of the year. So yeah, I I think this is an interesting trade, but I think you're maybe putting a little too much stock in in the Brewers' desperation to to shed salary. Um, mm. I think I don't think they're willing to trade you know, key contributors to, to shed the salary of Lorenzo Cain, especially since they could probably eat like, you know, nine, 10 million off of that. And somebody, somebody's going to want Lorenzo Cain at one and, and six or seven. Right. I mean, so I just, I, I don't see, I think, I think maybe you're overvaluing the, the cash aspect of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just I don't really see it for both teams, honestly. 
it's just a lot for the Mariners to take on, give up, and then for the Brewers, it just doesn't, like for all the reasons that you mentioned, just doesn't make a ton of sense, honestly. Um, but it's a it's a fun deal, at, at least, mm-hmm. to talk about and to go over. So It's pretty creative. Uh, for, yeah, creative, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I just don't know if like either team would be thrilled to make that happen. Um, I'm going to give this one, let's see here. Eh, I think I'll give this one a 55 as well. Yeah, it's probably like a 65 or a 70 in creativity because this is, you know, a team that we haven't really seen much of connection between. This is, these are players we haven't really talked about much. Um, you know, there's definitely thought that went into it. Uh, I, I just, I think maybe you're putting a little too much value on the, on the money side of things. Um, you know, that the payroll flexibility, flexibility. Um, cause honestly, if I'm the brewers, I'm just, I'm just carrying the, the little bit of extra this year. Uh, cause they were close. They were pretty close and, and they didn't yeah. even have good Christian Yelich all year. So I've got to feel right. like he's probably going to bounce back and, and then I have a good shot. So, um, central's nothing to really scoff at the, the, or nothing to really be afraid of. The Cubs are on a downturn. The Cardinals needed a 17 game winning streak to get into the playoffs. The Reds have questions, like I would feel pretty good if I was the Brewers about making the playoffs yeah. next year. So maybe I just take it on the chin, spend an extra, it'll be like maybe 10 million over where I am next, where I want to be. And then next year I, Kane comes off the books and maybe I, I don't spend all the money that I have on Kane and I make it up that way. So uh, overall I'd give this trade or I'd give this trade like probably like a 52 somewhere in there. It's, it's pretty good, but it's just, it's not quite there. All right, well, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on Lockdown Mariners and for submitting your trade proposals. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidane Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Mariners, at LO underscore Mariners, rather. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making Lockdown Mariners your first listen of the day every day. We'll be back on Monday for our weekly mailbag. Be sure to send us your questions on Twitter. In the meantime, make your second listen of the day. Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Arm Lighten is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. And just like us, his show is free and available on all platforms. So have yourself a beautiful baseball day and a beautiful baseball weekend, and we'll see you next week. Peace.